0: A friend once told me that his friend got food poisoning after eating some mushroom. Since then, I haven't eaten any mushroom in my life. Believing into something that someone else tells us is known as unconscious bias. And today, this is the topic of our podcast. Hi guys. Hi everyone. Welcome to daily passenger responsible travel podcast. Hi guys. Hi everyone. Welcome to daily passenger responsible travel podcast. You know, there are people who have heard from someone else that my podcast is not good. and hence they developed an unconscious bias towards not listening my podcast well what are you doing please listen to my podcast otherwise i feel very bad but why am i talking to you if you are not listening to the podcast already i mean if you are not here then what's the point i think i should find some other way to communicate and ask you to remove this unconscious bias that is also the topic of our episode Today we have our guests from Northeast India, a very ambitious and a unique startup that is bringing technology in improving and promoting responsible travel in Northeast India. I will be joined with Odyssey Mania. They are a new travel startup and the founders Prasurya and Prantika joined me for this episode to discuss about unconscious bias and how they are using tech to eliminate it from the minds of the travelers and tourists who come to Northeast India. They have also won a lot of acclamation and accolades including Outlook Traveler Responsible Travel Awards of 2022 for their work. And today they are joining me to talk about what they are doing, how uniquely they are doing and what makes them so different from the rest of the travel companies in the region and even in India. So without further ado, I would like to welcome the founders of Odyssey Mania, Prasuria and discuss about their work, unconscious bias, and how we can eliminate it. And before we start the episode, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on the platform you are listening, as well as don't forget to give it a 5-star rating. Hey Surya and Pratika, thanks a lot for taking out your time and joining me for this episode.
1: Yeah, hi Anshul, thanks for inviting us for this podcast. And so they said, I'm the founder of Odyssey Mania and I have with me.
2: Hi, I'm Shul and
1: And we're really excited or going forward this because podcast or session like this, mostly in sustainable travel and mostly focusing Northeastern area. I don't think it's been that much in the internet available. And I feel that uh, this is the right platform to give all the informations uh, about our reasons and what we are promoting and how it's really safe
0: to travel. So before we start, please share a little about yourself and your work.
1: So I was starting this company. Uh, I was uh, doing my engineering back in Chennai. I was mostly introduced to startup culture from my university or campus only because uh, I, I met uh, most of the founders up there and uh, coming to the travel industry. I was in this industry from the last six to seven years directly or indirectly because uh, I have traveled almost every parts of India in a backpack way, like staying in this homestays, staying on local peoples. And through that part only, I got interested that this is the industry and this is some of the points that we need to work on. But uh, as a professional, I was been working with Maruti Suzuki uh, for last uh, from 2017 to 2018. And then I left my job and then full time I've started this company.
2: So actually, I did my graduation in life science from a college in Guwahati as I stay here. And then I did my MBA uh, in travel and tourism because I was always interested in that topic. But uh, yeah, and then this is actually Odyssey Mania is my first startup, my first work where I'm giving my full time and uh, doing it with my full power. This is my first experience and I haven't done anything uh,
0: prior to this. Odyssey Mania is a new company, but it has already gotten... A lot of name and recognition from some renowned platforms, including Outlook Traveler, Responsible Travel Award, from where yeah. I got to learn about you. How do you operate differently compared to other entities or travel companies? that are based in Northeast India. Back when we started our company, we are not aware that much about how a company runs
1: or what are the main objective or how we should be different from others. So we basically started as a normal experience and travel company and we had mostly focused on the remote place of Northeast. We've done from Northeast and we know those places in a much better way. But slowly when working on this industry, we figured it out that uh, one of the major factor that is neglected is the guide community because whenever any travel agency or any travel company bring client to any places they simply send some a random guy and saying that this is a guy that may be the driver that may be some company person or anyone else and then that person accompany with their client and what happens in the most of the cases when a traveler or tourist play travel to a remote places they faces many problem one of the major problems is the language issue because if someone saying that I am the local guide, but that person does not belong from the remote places, they were, they can't say the local language of the places. Next thing is the going the wrong information. What happened if you're traveling to a remote place in a zero, and if you're taking a guide, some unknown person who does not have that much knowledge of zero, he may give you some wrong information about the culture and that wrong information can lead to many wrong impression and thinking and belief for other tourists which will be coming in the future. So those are the things we kept in mind and we just thought that let's focus on one part and let's develop the uh, industry to that part and we've mostly focused on the guides. So after working for the last two to three years, we have slowly shifted from experiential travel to a guide providing company. So right now, how we are different is that we mostly provide a local guide in every place as a tourist travel. So we don't send a fixed team leader or tour guide throughout the trip in any, if you are traveling to different states. So every state, every locality, we have our own guide. And the next thing is that all those guides are a verified and certified guide. That means that we are not seeing some random person. They have experience and we are adding them as a guide. So we verify them. If they don't have a license or anything, then we help them to get trained from the tourism industry and then we onboard them in our platform. So I think that is how Odyssey Ninja is totally different from the other company who are working in this industry. And the next thing is that we are not promoting the guide only as a guide service, but we are promoting them as a small social entrepreneur because we are also helping them to build small homes say in their own house in those places where people have no where to stay. So, those are some of the points I can say from myself. I think if Prantika wants to add something.
2: Yeah, so I think uh, you have almost covered a lot of things. So, we differentiate ourselves by providing, you know, we are actually uh, focusing on the local economic growth because uh, if you see the big companies, they what, what they are doing is that whatever the amount they take, most of, the, most of them goes to the mothership of the company. And the end providers they take help from the local people, they take the local taxis, you know, they stay in the homestays and hotels. But those people who are actually serving in that area, in the place where you are traveling, though they are actually not benefited that much. So that's where we come and that's where we introduce that we should work upon this thing. We should actually provide you the local feeling, local guide and that can be done only when, the, you know, we will introduce, uh, we will make the local people as hero in in the scenario.
0: Yeah, right. I think traveling with a local guide instead of a travel company adds a different layer to travel experience, especially for someone who is coming from outside of Northeast India and have certain misconceptions that uh, I think we also call unconscious bias. And and these misconceptions often affect our perceptions and interactions with people from different cultures. So have you witnessed this phenomenon in your travels while running Odyssey Mania or... uh, is it, do you think it is solely going away from travelers who, or tourists who come to Northeast India?
2: Yeah, actually this uh, unconscious bias, we have uh, experienced a lot of time with our customers. Like they inquire about, because they are very much interested in all the places, the videos they see, which are from Northeast. But then they are very much afraid. Key, you know... Um, about the food, about the accommodation, the facilities and all. So, uh, of course, we have, you know, actually unconscious bias happens when you don't, you are not well-read. You don't have the uh, knowledge about it because Northeast India was not actually a tourist hub in the, you know, previous, previous years. Uh, so Assam was known for the Kaziranga National Park as it's an UNESCO heritage site, but other than that, uh, lots of places in Assam also, and then the other states are also not known to many of the people. Even people from our state doesn't actually, you know, feel free to go to some of the remote places of the other northeastern states. So there is unconscious bias and it happens because we actually, you know, without reading and without digging deep, we actually, you know, starts making um, scenarios and statements in our head. So we do not actually do the fact check and that's why these things happen and we have faced it a lot of time because uh, you know in the topic of food many people who come to us they actually talk about like they want veg veg, uh, food and then when we ask them finally then they actually speak about their you know main issue they say like one one time it happened with us so one client came and then he asked he uh, he actually asked for vegetable. okay then he again changed his uh, version and he said you know this a few people are veg and few people are non veg then i asked he uh, please tell me clearly otherwise there will be confusion then he told me that uh, I'll quote this in Hindi. So he said that to pata kya kya khate so we are a little bit afraid. So that's why we want to go for, uh, go in the safer side and want to have bedshot. And so th- that is very actually disappointing. Some people, some state and you know, some village might have some kind of different food habits but that doesn't mean that if you go there they will, you know, without your permission without your knowledge, they will offer you that type of food which you don't want. Of course, there will be an interaction between, you know, two personality, what you want to eat, how you want to eat, if, it, if that's okay for you. There will be a conversation, right? So people think in a, if you go there, they will directly give you those kind of things without your knowledge. But Meghalaya is the raw capital of India. Everybody knows and then nagaland is known for Hornbill festival we go there and then we have seen a lot of foreign people who are so much friendly with all the people but people from the mainland india they are actually afraid because uh, they are not well read and they are not you know actually uh, want to actually know about the culture so open to know the culture so that's why i think they're there are a lot of yes unconscious bias, but I think a lot of things are getting changed because I have seen a lot of people, the influencers, they are traveling to the remote places of Northeast, and because of them, it is getting very much promoted in a positive way. Yes, and then you know, we should do this thing and that thing. So, I think, yeah, and then festivals are also conducted, and those festivals like Zero Music Festival, Hornville Festival, Orange Festival, all these kind of festivals are getting recognized internationally. So I think a lot of things are changing. But yes, there are still some kind of unconscious bias.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, for first-timer, I think some questions, they cross the boundary of uh, sensitivity and uh, general ignorance. <laughs> like I have seen, personally seen, uh issues like these. I have stayed in homestays home in Coima and uh, I went Longwa. And I have seen people uh, talking uh, the outsiders outside tourists mentioning this, these things and uh so i think more a lot of times people ignore that uh, most of northeast india have some leafy vegetables in their food have dar in their food so i don't know where the questions come from i think uh, people if they try to explore with their open mindset, then I think they will probably leave with uh, their myths busted around around these things.
2: Uh, definitely. And that's why actually we are promoting Northeast India first, uh, uh, you know, rather than going globally or, you know, rather than going pan-India. We are focusing on northeast so that, you know, people build a trust and they can, you know, we can build that bridge between northeast and the other states so that people come and then indulge in the festivals. They, you know, become familiar with our cultures and customs so that everything gets cleared out and they can. Know, have a good experience
0: and uh what steps do you have you as a travel company as someone that specializes in providing guide have done to promote cultural sensitivity and impart this kind of wisdom i should say in the minds of the people who are visiting who are booking so, through you
2: so i'll say uh, two points for now so first thing if you check out our, our uh, website we have uh you know filled it up with a lot of information about the cultures, about the, you know, how to explore that place, how they can stay, where they can stay. Everything is given in a detailed manner so that if people check, uh, you know, if they don't come for booking also, but they just come to have some uh, basic knowledge also, they'll have that basic knowledge. They will get the basic idea, ki, yes, uh, this place is safe, we can go there. And you know, we are trying to educate them and make them aware. First thing, second thing, we are actually conducting some cultural uh, uh, programs, like uh, cultural tours, where people actually come to, uh, you know, explore those cultures and then uh, everything, you know, they g- get into the conversation with those people and then everything is cleared out. And that that is why actually we are very much eager to introduce this local guide thing because a local guide can give you the clear and the most honest perception how they are uh, how they actually live their lifestyle and then how actually they think the other people uh, how they are being treated by the other people of uh, India so uh, we are introducing this local guy thing and that's why actually we uh, introduce I mean we make the people stay in local homestays and we prefer to give them local food and all of course with their permission so that uh, they can have this clear knowledge that yes, uh, this place is not what we think. This, has, this is much better than what we imagine and what uh, things uh, actually they have earlier read and made perceptions about. I think. Joy and did.
1: I want to add some more things. So, we have some offbeat and uh, what you can say, educational trips. Are mostly we have started in Meghalaya. Right? So, I think everyone knows about a living Root bridge. So there is a foundation in Meghalaya which is known as the Living Root Bridge Foundation and what they do is that they have some three to four days of trip where they teach the tourists that how a Living Root Breeze is formed, from what tree, the rubber tree they use and then how they train those Living Root Breeze roots to grow and then stay for the more than 100 years, 200 years. So the next thing is that there are some guides who are working with us who are hunters before. So now they have converted into a guide. So when tourists comes and travel with them, those guides can easily take tourists to those spots where they can find those endangered animal or find those endangered flower. And then the guide can also say that, these other kind of things that are going before but now it's totally safe it's changed and like that we're helping the tourists to also change their mentality we have one client from germany i think yeah so there's a client from germany last year single lady and she was like uh waiting to travel to juko but she's totally single so we have provided her only the guide and the, that guide help her throughout whole the trip from booking to homestead, getting a car, getting all the tracking equipment and everything. And the best thing is that she's so happy that she said she wants to meet the guide again and she's spreading the kite story to all her friends. So that is how we're promoting kite rather than promoting a full experience package kind of because our main thing is that if the local economy is not getting benefited then there is no use of using their place. Because we have not no rights to use someone's house and earn some money, but but we don't provide any uh, economic benefit yeah, to, them.
2: Back to them. Yeah,
0: and I think while some of these destinations are popular, like you said, Zuko Valley and uh, Living Road Bridge, it is upon the travel company how they approach the place and benefit tourists yes. and the local company, uh, local economy on the same uh, all together. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that is something I think that uh, matters more than just taking someone to a place and then showing it and then uh, bringing them back. Yes, that's that's totally true. So how do you think that uh, people who are coming to Northeast India are who are recently discovering it, overcrowding certain destinations, so how do you think they can balance their desire to explore something new and... Uh, witness a new culture with the need to preserve that environment and uh, respect local customs and traditions?
2: So, uh, the first thing is that they should do a basic research before they travel to the particular place about the season because in season, what happens is that many people are crazy about that season because they're my particular feature of that and then a lot of people come and overcrowd the place. But overcrowding a place, you you definitely miss out that uh, feature and obviously you don't get that peace while enjoying that particular view or particular place. So uh, a basic research should be done and about the customs also about the particular place because if you don't respect or give respect to that particular place or the people who are maintaining the place, then you actually can't uh, uh, ex- uh, uh, expect respect from those people. So definitely this uh, research should be done. Second thing, uh, uh, you, you should always choose sustainable accommodation, I believe. Because sustainable accommodation means pe- people who are running their homestays, basically homestays, not hotels, homestays, and they are maintaining it through some eco-friendly practices, Uh uh, you know, like taking care of uh, responsible, disposable practices and then, you know, making you have food in, you know, in a local in a local way, maybe in a leaf or something like that, which actually preserves the environment. Plus, you have a better experience and knowledgeable experience also to share with your friends and family from that particular place. And the next thing a person can do is uh, use the local transport, obviously. Local transport will give you an... Uh, uh, chance to have a have a conversation with people of I mean of the lo- locality, so you can get your answer. Suppose you are curious about something, so you can get your answer then and there. But if you choose a particular private transport for one or two people, then I think you are uh, contributing to the carbon footprints. by increasing the carbon footprints. Plus you are actually not contributing to the local economy and it is somewhere damaging the environment because of the pollution and all. So if you use a local transport, I think that is a better, a better idea to know a particular place to indulge with the local people and to know about the cultures, cultures also without uh, damaging the environment much.
1: So I can add one more thing. So uh, I think you have heard about a village Konoma in Nagaland. So they have a homestay culture up there. What they do is that if there are five homestays, if a tourist choose to stay in the first homestay, then the tourist need to do his or her breakfast in the second homestay, the dinner or lunch in the third homestay. So like this, what the village is doing is that they're giving economic benefit to everyone. It's not like that if you're staying in that homestay, you need to eat on that homestay and other homestays are not getting bookings. And the next part is that if the first homestays get a client, if some new client comes, then the new client needs to stay in the second homestay and the same thing gets repeated. So like this, every homestays are getting an uh, income source, every homestay is uh, well connected and the most uh, best thing is that they are not competing with each other, instead they are collaborating with each other. So those are some of the practice, And then in those villages also, in Saturday, what the schools used to do, they used to conduct a sustainable cleaning challenge among every school student. So what they do is that they say the school students that clean your area and whichever school do the cleaning first, they will get some small rewards. And that things they're starting from the childhood. So just imagine that if a child is cleaning their school area, cleaning their home from the childhood, that child, will, when he or she will grown up, He will obviously become more responsible people, more responsible traveler rather than someone who is only going to school or college, getting educations and coming back. So those are some of the steps uh, those villages are also taking and we are also supporting them and saying our customer that go experience those things, learn from those things
0: and then share with your friends or family. With all the work that you guys have been doing. Do you consider Odyssey Mania as a responsible travel company or would you like to give it something, some different label or different name? We want to
1: say Odyssey Mania is a responsible travel company, but when we are saying that we are promoting local type, we are introducing introducing a new brand that is the kite Pay. So that brand main focus is to promote the local kite in a responsible manner. So Odyssey Mania will be the parent But our new brand will mostly promote all the guides. Maybe it's adventure guide. Maybe it's a city guide or wildlife guide, whatever. Because we can't be responsible just by selling a normal experience. We need to be responsible by uh, giving all the information, by letting the customer or tourist do all the things that protects or save the places and that all we think can be done with the help of the guides. So if you can say, we can say we're responsible tourist
0: guide booking company. That's a nice name. I think I was thinking of more of a something like 360 degree sustainable travel venture because you guys are supporting everyone, not just yourself, but your guys are supporting everyone uh, uh, that is connected to Odyssey Mania. Yeah. And lastly, once uh, you guys have, your venture has... Uh, impacted and disrupted the travel scene in northeast so what will be the future plan future first thing
1: is to we are launching the guidepay which we are running the pilot project from last one and a half year and we are really successful on that now we are extending this uh, like guidepay app to other parts of the india other remote places of the india that's the first thing that we will be continuing for two to three years unless and until we cover most of the remote place the next plan is that we are starting a homestay Uh, booking not just like the other companies. so what we will do is that just like in instagram or facebook you you can see that you are getting verified or the places are get people are getting verified so we have started verifying those homestays and the homestays which are verified those are the like uh, best homestays to stay similar to the airbnb what they are doing so that is something that uh, we have started doing but we will make it available to the customer by the end of the year or by coming next year so there are only those verified homestays and campsites will be only there and the best thing is that that homestays or camp stays don't need to pay us a uh, commission on every booking they just need to give us a platform fee for every uh, month if they are getting a booking and then some more projects are coming on which obviously everyone will be seeing in our website in our social media so yeah these two are the most important plans that we are working and
0: in. in the coming years we'll be scaling up yeah and with this we have come to an end of this episode we spoke about cultural sensitivity and unconscious bias. We heard about the great work that uh, Odyssey Mania is doing. The vision of the founders Prasuria and Prantika and how they are planning to take their mission of promoting sustainable travel and spreading awareness in Northeast India forward. It was a wonderful experience to hear insight from uh, from these uh, young people. I will like to thank you guys for joining me, for giving your time for this uh, lovely session. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah,
2: Anshul, it was a very nice session. We shared our part of the story, the, uh, everything that we wanted to share. Uh, I hope uh, people listened to it and you know, become a responsible traveler and come to Northeast India to explore and know it in a better way.
0: You can connect with Odyssey Mania at their social media platforms. At Yeah, so you can connect with us on
1: www.odysseymania.in that is the main website and the new brand that I said Kitepe coming on Updates will be also on the same website. You can download the app, the link will be there. And if you want to connect with us in social media, then simply disseminate the name. The spelling, if I need to say spell, is it's O D D E S S E M A N I A. So it's a it's little bit complicated, but once you get it, it's totally easy. And the guide page, it's normal, Z-U-I-D-E-P-E. It's sim- similar to Harpe, Greek Krikpe, it's guide page for the guide community. And we are available on LinkedIn,
0: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So anywhere you want to connect, we are totally ha- happy to help you. You can also connect with me at my social media channels for feedback, suggestions or any kind of review. All the links are mentioned in this episode's description. Also, make sure that you have given a 5-star rating to this podcast on the platform you are listening so that it catches more attention. This was unsure you are listening to Daily Passenger podcast with Paz and Pratika and I will be back with a new episode and a new guest soon.